All right, hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the uh, Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm back to being David. That's right. This time. Uh, that's right. Oops, there goes gravity, because we're back to virtual reality. <laughs> oh, shit, I actually had that note that I didn't do that as the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rob, for, for getting that joke. Out My there. pleasure. Do you not bootlatch this time? I like bootlatch. <laughs> she tries. Uh, I'm actually Autobot Dishwasher Teaspoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the fifth episode of season four. First aired May 14th, 2016. Uh, written by frequent Rescue Bots writer Zach Atkinson. Uh, last seen writing Rescue Bots Academy, the, cl- the dreaded oh, clip show. Yay, clip shows. Well. But, but it's uh, a clip show for a future show, kind of. Well, it, sort of. And then he also wrote uh, Prisoner Principles, uh, that uh, one episode of Robots in Disguise. Oh, yeah, where they have yeah. to teach them that war crimes are a thing. Yes. Yeah. I'd say you probably needed to have explained that to Sideswipe earlier, but actually you probably needed to have explained it to Strongarm earlier. She tends to be a little more overzealous. I mean, you don't have to think about your prisoners a lot when you can just put them in pods and then just forget about them indefinitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Flash solution. I mean, I guess if you're robots, that's okay. It's less of a problem when your robots did regularly do that to yourselves anyway for long transports through space, but... It's still not great. As long as they're not doing the thing where, like, they project, like, decades of prison service into his brain, like that, like the, they did with Miles O'Brien on that one episode, Deep Space Nine. Oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah, that was weird. Yeesh. I mean, they probably don't do that. Probably not. No. You think that would have come up? Anything you would do, anything that has happened to Miles O'Brien, it would be considered a war crime in most shows. Well, yes. man. <laughs> well, I mean, that's they have to balance that out with him being the only happily married man in Starfleet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get. I, well, during the run of the show, you can have yes. a- I mean, there might be air quotes on happily there because. Uh, there's also, you know, a lot of complaining that his wife's cooking doesn't have enough potatoes in it. <laughs> they have subverted the old saying because you can either have a happy wife or a happy life, but the writers will not let you have both. <laughs> well, you need conflict in a story, so, you know, it makes sense. I mean, frequently you have, like, an unhappy life and also a wife who's off doing botany or something because the actress was not busy, was not available this week. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Ah, K. Cole. <laughs> anyway, we had to leave the Enterprise after that episode where you got turned into a twelve-year-old. Oh no! It it was real weird. Yeah, <laughs> especially when you were like, "Does this mean our marriage is over?" And I don't know what you mean, Keiko. Do you want me to be into you when you're twelve years old? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because kind of no. You. It was a messed up episode, Keiko. I'm glad we were all captured by Ferengis like half an hour in. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, this episode. Uh, rescue bots, which does not involve any comically beleaguered Irishman. No. Yet. Although, 
Now I'm wondering why we haven't had more Star Trek actors as voice actors, except for in this show. Yeah, there's a Star Trek actor in this very show. Yes, but is, is LeVar Burton the only um, one? There must be somebody else. I had to have been somebody else. I'm trying to think. Oh, we had uh, George Takei a couple of times. Oh, yes, yes, in Animated. Right. Uh, well, and also, um, oh, I don't know, Leonard Nimoy, twice. Oh, but that was a movie. Mm. Two movies. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to, like, yeah, but what, what do you think this is, Gargoyles? Right. Yes. We're not just hanging out uh, outside the Paramount Studios, uh, bundling them into unmarked vans to take them over to record uh, episodes of a cartoon. <laughs> they were snatching them off the streets as they exit the gates. And also speaking of Star Trek voice actors, Jeffrey Combs. Yes. Oh, right. Yes. Well, he is a guest star. Frequent <laughs> guest star. Or, no, or guest star. Yeah, he's never actually been a regular on anything. Yeah. <laughs> anything at all. Anyway. Anyway, this episode, it is everybody is going into the pool because it is the end of the season and it's going to get cold. And apparently they go straight from swimming pool to skating rink. It's a setting. Yeah, th- it's a setting on their pool, which you think would be better protected than it is, <laughs> as it turns out. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have to open a locked box and, and press the hot button or the cold button and it takes hours to do. the box do. even locked? I think maybe not. I mean, I guess if anyone would have the key, it would be the lifeguard. Yeah. So yeah, it's the last day. Everybody's going into the pool. Um, Cody is almost pulled away because Frankie's found a new uh, some, some new DLC for Griffin Rock Element Quest. <laughs> oh boy! Hey, you remember that game that we got lo- locked into, and it was extremely perilous. Yeah, I found an expansion pack. Well, yeah, well, yeah, you it know turned game out where, we you actually know, if you, if you refurbished it and stuck it in the local arcade. Yeah, you know how if you die in the game, you die in real life. Yeah, well, why don't we do that again? <laughs> <laughs> we could not do that. That would be nice. Uh, but instead, he's going to stay for a couple rounds of Burnzo Polo. <sighs> Man, I bet they all have matching shirts. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, there would be a family that would do that. Actually, I'm right. Wait, has that not happened yet? It should have. Well, I mean, I guess they, they probably not because they basically have like one character model. But, well, yeah. But I also, they haven't really. Like, matching shirts are a thing where you go like on to Disney World or something, and we're not going. <laughs> off the island that much, really. Well, or, like, you have a local sports team that is you, your family. Well, I suppose. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying this isn't a this isn't a uh, an ABC sitcom of the 90s. We're not doing a Disney World episode. No. We don't need to sell tickets to Disney World. On behalf of our corporate overlords. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm a little surprised that Hasbro has not yet attempted a theme park of their own. Man, them trying to do their own version of BlizzCon, it's it feels like they that's a thing they would want, but I don't know that they're doing quite as well right now. No, well they just sold off, but you know, it would be like that Paramount Islands of Adventure. You have like a like a Transformers Land, 
Like a Dungeons and Dragons land. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't know. Nerf land. I mean, Universal well, has the Transformers movie stuff already. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So they'd have to wait for whatever rights are tied up with that to expire, and then they could do their own thing. Much like with BotCon. Oh, yeah. Or with uh, the uh, the Marvel Island of Adventure. Yes. Anyway, so Cade is way too cold, so he tells the uh, the lifeguard to go uh, to go fix the temperature. But instead, he actually turns it from warm to cold and freezes the pool solid right after a dude's fallen into it. So that guy's dead. So that kid's an orphan. Oh yeah, they're just gonna pull him out of there, and he's gonna shatter like uh, like the T one thousand. Oh no! Uh, after it uh, gets after it gets that uh, liquid nitrogen dumped on it. Yes, it, it, it's played out well, and they're like, "Oh no!" At least nobody was in the pool, and then some kid comes over, "Dad, Dad, where's my dad?" And of course, it's Jerry. Oh, is it? Yes, it's Jerry. It, it Jerry is Jerry. Hasn't gotten in trouble. Hapless truck driver. He. Hasn't gotten in trouble yet this season. He thought, oh, the one day when I'm not driving a truck full of poison. <laughs> not going to die today. Oh, Jerry. You know, this is the this is the one day of the week when I can uh, look in the mirror and say, you're going to see tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and now I've been frozen solid. Not in Griffin. I guess, I guess Jerry kind of is the Miles O'Brien of this island. Yeah, except I, I think his moist fortune is usually his own fault. I think he's just not a very good driver. Possibly. Yeah, not so much. Which is bad, considering that's his job. Yes. I mean, he does also so get luckily, tasked both. with carrying lots of extremely hazardous substances, which is not entirely his fault. Yeah, he's carrying nonsense most yeah, of the time. Yeah, this is true. If he just had to drive, like, a truck full of milk or something, it might be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cut to him crashing into, like, the lactose intolerance treatment clinic. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, talk about your hazardous waste. Oh, no. Anyway, so they, uh, they're they able to scoop him out of this ice, and unfortunately now the pool is broken, so everybody has to go home. Yeah. Well, it, it's not so much that it's pro- broken, it's that, oh, it instant freezes, but it takes hours to defrost. Yeah. So I by mean, the time they still... defrosted it, it would be dark. I guess the... And presumably it's already like September or something, so... I guess or the whenever warm it button is not a warm button so much as a not aggressively cold button. Yes. What would you prefer? It automatically turns the pool to boiling. I mean, it could be a like a hot tub. <laughs> well, the good news is uh, Jerry was not frozen salt. The bad news is he was just boiled like those, uh, like that naked <laughs> couple in that movie, Dante's Peak. <laughs> oh no! Uh, Pierce Brosnan just finds like a like a pool of human soup. Ugh. <laughs> Fall off the bone, human. It's bad. It's real bad. Oh, this is this is this is a gruesome sight, but not enough, not gruesome enough to put me off my burgeoning romance with Linda Hamilton. <laughs> I mean, 
fair. Yeah. Uh, so, so instead, we are going to go to the arcade after hours, or I guess the the fun zone. Fun zone. It does get uh, referred not, to as an arcade, but it does have an official name. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you will recall that a uh, several seasons ago, that's where they put that rampaging mechanical bull. Oh, right, oh, right. Huh. Although I generally think of a mechanical bull as less an arcade thing and more of like a like a like a country and western bar thing. Yeah, yeah bar. but I mean, still, if you got to put it somewhere, maybe they don't have a country and western bars in Griffin Rock. Yeah, I don't know how big country music is in Maine. Well, they have country western Christmas or seasonal holiday songs. So that is well, true. Well, that is true. We did get some. I uh, got some. Uh, yeah. Yes. I was gonna say Chris Gaines, right. but uh, I don't think that's. <laughs> it was not Chris Gaines. <laughs> I should never be thinking of Chris Gaines. I mean, when are we not thinking of Chris Look, Gaines? I worked in the fuck remains is Chris one Gaines? of the craziest I worked at a used, music events of the 90s. <laughs> I worked at a Chris used bookstore that, that dealt with CDs from 2002 to 2006. So I handled a lot of Chris Gaines CDs. What the fuck he's got? What? What, what the what? <laughs> Wait, David, are you just discovering Chris Gaines? I have just discovered that Chris Gaines is emo Garth Brooks. What the fuck? Wait, did you think that Chris Gaines was like a totally different guy? I've never heard of Chris Gaines before. But you oh my had God, heard David, of this was Garth huge. Brooks, and you did not know that he had I've heard, a, Yes, I've heard of Garth Brooks. Then you didn't know that he had an emo alter ego. No! I thought Garth Brooks, like, he, he sort of just vanished and, like, had a kid or something that went into music. No, he's still, he's still like, a big deal. Yeah, well, but, yeah, because I mean, country the, music the Chris Gaines thing doesn't come up. No, I, I don't think I've ever fucking heard of this. What the hell? Oh, this was a huge deal. We got so Back many in, like, 1999. copies of that album. Okay, well, 1999 is when I stopped listening to music. I mean, not that, even and so. Not that I was listening to country and western yeah. that much then, but still. The fuck? Like this would be if like Taylor Swift recorded a an album under a different name where she was like I don't know a punk rocker or something. <laughs> yes. Has she done this? No, she hasn't. But if she did, it would oh. be. I mean, th- again, Burks was like huge at the time. Yes. Yes, which is why I've heard of him, and I haven't heard of this weird emo persona of his. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. Uh, I it, it was huge. Sure, if you were into music, I guess. But whatever. I mean, even if you weren't, you just heard about it. They made jokes about an SNL and stuff. Who watched SNL in like nineteen ninety nine? It was bad. I was like thirteen, so me. <laughs> Why the fuck were you up that late watching SNL at thirteen? I watched SNL when I was thirteen. <laughs> what well, else? so did I, but it was I'm, reruns I'm, of the original. I'm thirteen, and I'm me. What else am I going to be doing on Saturday night? <laughs> I guess. Wait, who was on SNL around that time? Uh, we're talking like I don't know, like uh, like uh, Chris Farley. No, Chris Farley was dead by then. No, for the, um, Farley. That was like and Phil Hartman. That was like the earlier nineties. All right, so we're talking like Will Ferrell, or sorry, Will Ferrell, Jimmy mm. Fallon, oh, Chris yeah, Kattan. Which is basically when I dropped off after shortly watching this. Yes, I, I was gone uh, by Chris. Rachel Dratch. Tracy Morgan and a musical guest, Chris Gaines. 
bringing it back around. Actually, in fact, uh, during that SNL season, Garth Brooks hosted and Chris Gaines was the musical guest. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I'm sorry, David, to have to have to inform you that this was a real thing that happened. <laughs> I, I, I hope Trent Reznor and other people were very mad at this. Well, obviously, Trent Reznor's alter ego should be Ron Zertner, which is Trent Reznor backwards. <laughs> anyway, let's get back yes. to virtual reality. So everybody's going to the arcade, uh, except for Chase, who's going out on patrol, and Boulder, who wants to get a library card. Yes! Which he's so good. He's is, such a good boy. But it's weird since he's already been to the library for the the book club, the, the what do you call it, read-along thing. What do you call it? Well, oh, maybe yeah. he had his own book already. I mean, I, I guess it just seems weird. That- I'm clear that librarian is not having this. No. No. Well, especially, like, you need a driver's license. So I, have, I don't remember needing a driver's I license. I definitely well, had a library card before I was old enough to have a driver's license. But it, might, it may be a yes, thing yeah, where you library card when I was like eight. It may have been, like, if your parents signed off on it. Oh, yeah, maybe that. Yeah, when I was a kid. Okay. It, it just, but it still, it felt weird. It's like, what, you, Boulder, him, big robot, you, the Burns family. Give him card. It, it's it's a good <laughs> gag. It's just a weird gag. <laughs> I just like how much this librarian does not approve of Boulder. <laughs> <laughs> she does not think that giant robots need to be checking out books. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, our Cody does convince uh, his dad to come along with him, even though he's uh, he's not so much into the video games. But the last we played was Pong. Hmm. He says it's not not really in his wheelhouse, and then Chase says it's okay because he can patrol and and he will uh, check on his building full of wheels. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, ev- you know, everybody's splitting up. Uh, Blades definitely wants uh, the Chief's prize tickets so that he can uh, get uh, what appeared to be some pretty cool, like three D printed. Uh, oh yeah, that was neat. Figure figures, yeah. which is uh, pretty good. Usually, things. you know, it's either fake mustache or mustache comb. <laughs> yeah, you can get a little three D printed dinosaur with your tickets. I was always a big ski ball player, and I, I discovered mm. in my adulthood uh, at the occasional on the occasional Dave and Buster's trip that. If I have had precisely half a beer in me, I am a very good skee-ball player. Oh, <laughs> need just enough to limber me up. So I I am a fan of those big old strings of tickets printing out. <laughs> and there's also like this 3D air hockey thing that we're playing. Oh, yeah, that thing was neat. And then also a couple of, like, vintage pinball machines. Yes. Yeah. Need a lot of your basic stuff. And uh, there's a DDR machine, at least, in there. There's a DDR machine. Uh, hopefully another robots try that, because it'll be destroyed. Yeah, oh. they are a little bit large for that. Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, the uh, so it's, uh, it's Heatwave, the Chief, uh, Cody, and Frankie, who all get uploaded into this, uh, into this virtual reality world. Yes, it's four-player now. Yes, that's part yes. of the expansion. 
the expansion pack. Which is weird since there are four virtual reality booths, and it wasn't the four-player before this, so... Dun-dun-dun. Maybe they just put them in. Yeah. Mm. Question mark. (laughs) Maybe they knew that they were planning to do this, or maybe they just, each one, it was just so each, like, four people could play it at the same time, but they weren't multiplayer, they just each had their own instance of it. Yeah, maybe. And so, you know, they're trying, they're, you know, the Chief is trying, taking a little while to figure things out. They get power-ups that look like giant springs attacking them, which just made me think of that, uh, uh, MST3K short with Coily. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, it sort of makes sense that they get springs to jump up, but at the same time, not. They're also doing, like, the, the Super Mario jump and pose. Yes, yeah. which is cute. As you do. They get little, uh, not really, like, pixel sprites or anything, but they do get some cute little uh, stylized sprites uh, animations. Yeah. It mm-hmm. Sort of and feels then, like an old Newgrounds game, in a way. Oh, and then they encounter a literal, literal Trojan horse. <laughs> and it turns out there are bad things inside because it contains Dr. Morocco. Oh, no! yeah, well, they have to they have to help the horse to or follow the horse to the goal of the new wind stage because it was fire, water, and earth previously. Now there's a fourth stage. Earth, wind, and fire. And uh, the ne- solving the stage, yes, unlocks the, the next update Morocco. will of course be hard. <laughs> Yes. It's a a literal Trojan horse virus. Oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, still voiced by uh, Johnny Rees and not... um, Tim Curry. Not Tim Curry. I'm pretty sure as we established, he's, like, retired at that point. Yes. Also, they go in and they're like, we're the first to try this new update. And I'm like, maybe you shouldn't be the first to try this update. (laughs) <laughs> like maybe yeah, give me some get me some other human get some other human guinea pigs to do yeah this. maybe you yeah. should have some QC people like make sure <laughs> it's fine first also uh, so there's the little uh, the little cat it's like a little floating oh, yeah, Cheshire, cat. Cheshire cat style yes character. Uh, well that is cat uh, character assist technology and uh, they let them know that at any time you can say game over and, and that'll stop it, so there is a safe word. Hmm. Yes. And so immediately they go, game over. And it doesn't because work. Because this has clearly been... Well, no, they do get out. Oh, yes. The first time they get out. Yes. So obviously they're very concerned that there is some sort of virus in this, and it is based on Morocco's, like, brain engrams or whatever. Mm-hmm. It is Morocco AI. And he's uploading himself to the grid. Yes. And then pretty soon it it infects everything in town. Through the Wi-Fi. It, it checks yeah. out all, yes. It checks out every book in the library, which just seems petty. <laughs> <laughs> and it also steals all the money in the bank, which is somewhat less petty. Yeah, Ooh. that's a little more of a proper supervillain scheme. Yes. And it also uh, alters things so that uh, Morocco has the high score on all of the games <laughs> at the arcade. Back to being very petty. Yes. 
And it, this is very discouraging to Boulder because he's found a, a book of uh, American folktales that he just finds fascinating. Aww. But it it has been now been checked out to Dr. Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> and Cade is surprised because wasn't Dr. Morocco in France in the future? <laughs> My addendum with his boyfriend, Jules Verne. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then everyone's kind of surprised that Kate has managed to retain this. <laughs> well, I, I pay attention. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a good guy. His boyfriend, Jules Verne. <laughs> it was really gay. So, yeah, it, and indeed the bank is now full of angry people who are about to uh, to rend uh, Mr. Harrison limb from limb. Because he gets yes. what he deserves. Apparently he works at the bank. I don't know if and, that had uh, been established previously, but it is also he's at work with his helmet on. Though I guess that's probably for the best if everyone is now very mad at him because they can't. Withdraw yeah, that, money. probably when those customers started getting uh, getting rowdy, he was like, "Oh, I gotta I gotta slip this thing on, put my helmet on." Oh, I th- I think we already passed the first one, but um, this episode might be we have to explain memes to Rob. Oh no. Uh, Rob, oh, right, that, that, uh, do a barrel roll? Indeed, that was the first one that I caught, yes. Have, have you heard of that meme before, Rob? I have heard of that okay. one. I, I, that was a big thing around, like, the, uh, the time the first live-action Transformers movie came out, because I remember there was a thing where it was like, submit, uh, sentences, the, or submit lines that you'd like to hear, uh, Peter Cullen say in his Optimus Prime voice. <laughs> oh, no. And one of them was indeed, do a barrel roll. Both the memes, the, the big ones I caught in this episode, anyway, are like from like two thousand five or something. They are some they're old, moderately stale memes. Yes. Uh, there's there's a later bit where um, oh, you did catch the other one, Chase, where uh, Blades is yelling about how the cake is alive. Yes, indeed, that's, that's from a video game that I'm aware of. Can you name the video games that these two are from? Now you're asking. Uh, the one is from Star Fox. Okay, you got one. The, the barrel roll. Yes. And the other one is from Portal? Yes. Yes, indeed! From 2007, <laughs> okay. I think. Good, Rob. See, the, they're <laughs> old enough that I have managed to absorb them via cultural osmosis. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's... Apparently there's also a thing about ramming speed that I have, was not aware was a meme. Oh, I get... I guess it's a, it's a thing. I would put that more in a TV tropes, but more than meme, but... Oh. And we and we get like a a your winner when when they when they win. Oh, the winner is you. You are winner. Yeah, there's very right, which old is win quotes from old arcade games that are oddly phrased. Poorly translated. And they were poorly translated. Yeah. Uh, but sadly, nothing from uh, Captain America and the Avengers. <laughs> what? Uh, the various mistranslations of which I'm quite familiar yes, with. Yes, I have that for Super Nintendo. Ah. You will be the one escaping. <laughs> What does that even mean? You cannot escape. You will be the one escaping. I mean, yeah, I will. Thanks. Thank you, Quicksilver. (laughs) I want to go play that now. (laughs) Fuck up my Super Nintendo to my old CRT TV. Play some Captain America The Adventures. I can't move. <laughs> I don't think I ever played that game. 
America still needs your help. <laughs> well, you can download a ROM. I mean, I'm most know because it's got a or maybe it's on the Switch. Totally bizarre. Wait, wait, is ROM in it? The Space Knight? No, no, no ROM is is a oh. file thing to play. That is a okay. a term um, for questionably obtained video game data. Gotcha. Because it's the data that's on the ROM chip in the cartridge. Well, gotcha. if they're not selling it anymore and it's not available for download and it's from 20 years ago, there you it's go. hard to claim shit. Make it available and we might buy it. Yeah. What the fuck was the game called? It's Captain America, uh, Captain and, America the and the Avengers. It's, it's one of sort of like a series of like beat-em-ups uh, based on Marvel. There was also a Spider-Man one that I think had... Spider-Man, the Black Cat, Hawkeye, and inexplicably Namor. Oh, yeah. wow! I, I mean, I think I seen the Captain America one. I don't remember that Spider-Man one at all. I mean, I, they, I think they made. I mean, I know they were arcade games, but I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the the big one that they were. I think the first of those was the X-Men, X-Men one. Yeah, yeah, that I played. That was fun. Welcome to die. <laughs> Wait, what? Apparently it's on Amazon, the cart for under twenty bucks. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I mean, apart from like the guy at the flea market today with a two hundred dollar Chrono Trigger cart. Uh, for mm. the most part, Super Nintendo games are not super expensive on the aftermarket. I would hope so, but you know, some of them are more rare. I mean, I assume they yeah. just made like so many of them. I guess this was more popular enough that it should be out there, and it's not in high high demand. Like, I, I can understand why people are trying to charge that much for Chrono Trigger, but there was also a lot of tr- Chrono, Chrono Trigger cards. But it's a really good game, but it's also available on so many other systems. Yeah. It is not hard to get right, enough. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess for with Chrono Trigger, you're, you're just buying it sort of as an artifact, whereas mm-hmm. I assume you can play, like, the original Chrono Trigger various places. Yes. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's the a phone ports port or whatever. at this point. Yes, there's definitely a phone port. The problem with the phone port is, like, the text is shit on, like, most phone ports. It's on Steam, I think? I got a PSP copy of Final port. Fantasy Tactics for the same price as getting the phone port that's currently available on the App Store. Hmm. It's like 12 bucks. Hey, Chrono Trigger's on Steam. Is it also on Switch? It should be. The point is, yeah, at that point you're just buying it for the artifact. Much yeah. like my, my Game Boy Advance cartridge of Yggdra Union. Which I could absolutely so just pr- play as a ROM without spending oh, $120 on EA. There isn't a Switch port. What? The, why is there not a Switch port? The fuck? I don't know, man. Why isn't there a Switch port be, of Final Fantasy Tactics? Could there be some sort of like licensing issue? Could be. But it's available on everything. It's been, it's been on... Game Boy Advanced, PlayStation, Steam—it's on Steam right now. So that it's not on Switch is no. Bizarre. It was on DS. It wasn't on oh DS. It wasn't on Advance. I I know I have it. I've never actually opened it because because I, I wanted it as an artifact. Also, it is here where I where I will admit that I actually don't know what Chrono Trigger, what Chrono Trigger is. is. Oh, arguably the best JRPG or just RPG ever made. But it was like sort of okay, not 
time-based. It, it's different from Final Fantasy, but not a lot. It's a Super Nintendo RPG. It's a Super Nintendo era RPG, and the other significant thing about it is that the character design was by Akira Toriyama, yep. the Dragon Ball guy. Okay, and are they like traveling through yes. time yes. or something? Is that why it's Chrono Trigger? Yes. Okay. It, it involves time travel to six different times, I think. So there's like so a cave like, girl, and there's a robot. Yeah. Robot from the future. Okay. There, there's the present day, there's a thousand years before, there's like a hundred years before, and then there's like the end of time or whatever the fuck. It, it, it is fun. Anyway. And there's a sequel that isn't quite as good, but is actually a good game. It's just sad that it's a sequel to Chrono Trigger, because Chrono Trigger is the best. We do get the okay. arrows again, but no one is taking them in the knee this time. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, back to episode. Okay. So, uh, they, you know, they shut down the Wi-Fi, but pretty quickly they find out that they can't just put in an antivirus program into this thing. They actually have to going to have to go into the game and defeat uh, the virus by winning the game for reasons that probably don't make a lot of sense, but make a more interesting episode than just running Norton. Yes. <laughs> that would be boring. Uh, have we tried turning it off and then back on again? Which Boulder asks, because that because it's Earth technology, and that's how you fix Earth technology. Yes. So yeah, they uh, they they go into the game, and now Griffin Rock has been turned into like the uh, the evil version of Griffin Rock from like that alternate Doctor Morocco future. Yeah, it's all dark and scary now. With his logo everywhere. And, of course, his logo is also appearing on every computer in town because of evilness. So, and because, and because of the chaotic nature of Morocco, like, things from various different levels are blending into each other. So they're in the, on the Earth level, but they have to deal with flying sharks, and they have to flee them in <laughs> flying speedboats. Yes, because yes, he, he ported the, the characters from one stage into a different one. It's He rom-hacked! <gasps> oh, no! Yes. It's like those impossible versions of like Super Mario that you see on YouTube or whatever. Yes, yeah. or the uh, fan hacks of Pokemon that people do, where they put Pokemon from later games in earlier games. And or th there's things. like um, Zelda ones where, like, the first game where it's just like randomizing what the next screen is. Ooh. Yeah, there's a bunch of fun raw hack things. Pokemon Liquid Crystal. And also they get attacked with a bunch of cats. <gasps> cats! Oh yes, oh, no. army of the Cheshire cats. Yes. And I will note that Cat here is voiced by uh, Nicole Duba. Yay! Oh, yeah. A head writer and former child actress. Yes! <laughs> and also Dr. Morocco also has a gigantic dragon which immediately roasts a uh, heat wave. And then once he's defeated, he's locked out of the game. <gasps> so he doesn't know. Die, but he can no longer play the game. No. Right. He, when you die in the game, you do not die for real, but you have no extra lives. Yes. You are now out of the game. Sorry. So, and pretty quickly, uh, Blades loses almost immediately afterwards, and so it is just up to Cody and the Chief. But Blades does comment, 
as he is being burned by fire in the game that at least he lasted longer than Heatwave. <laughs> this is important to him. So the chief jumps on a bunch of stuff, a la Mario, and then does indeed get this flag. Yes. So now everything is fixed. It, however, the Morocco virus has escaped and then 3D prints itself into like a little action figure <laughs> version of himself. <laughs> he he child's plays himself. It's it's pretty. He child's plays himself. He's 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 doing some voodoo rituals. He's going full Brad Dourif. <laughs> Probably looking to, I don't know, stab a bunch of people in the Achilles tendon or something. Probably. Also possibly we'll do in like a weird Jack Nicholson impression or whatever Dwarf's doing in those movies. Kind of, sort of. It's sort of his own voice, like cranked up, but yeah, it is kind of Jack Nicholson-y. And also doing, ah, before he stabs anybody, which <laughs> he really wants people who he's killing to know that they are about to be killed and they're about to be killed by a doll. It's important. It's <laughs> yes. important. Make sure they know it's uh. me. Like, it's very important, the last thing you know on this earth is that a My Buddy doll is stabbing you to death. <laughs> yes. Oh, I have to see those later movies and the TV series at some point. Although, I guess with the action figure thing, he's maybe more of a small soldier. Ooh. Oh. Or, um, and he is AI, um, and those were, like, AI. Oh. Yeah, it is more that. Yes. I, I was thinking Puppet Master, because he's about that size. Also very Puppet Master. Yeah. I mean, probably no, like, anti-Nazi magic or something is going on with this? Yeah, that was... I don't know what's going on in those Puppet Master like, movies. The first Puppet Masters didn't, I don't think had that, or it wasn't a major thing. They were just killer dolls. And then later it's like, to flashback to Toulon creating them to fight Nazis. And it's like, yeah, sure, I mean, I know he was, kill Nazis. He was, it's cool. I mean, I know he's really old in that first movie because he yeah. was played by William Hickey, who always played old men. Yeah. Well, presumably it was a transfer because, well, like, people love the dolls killing people, and it's like, well, sure. what if we pit, pit them against evil people? That'll sell. What if we make them good guys, kind of? Yep. So they did. The whoopification of the puppet master monsters. So it turns out he doesn't actually have any powers besides being uh, teensy. And well, he does, presumably being fully articulated. He does he, take over, like, a some street lamp thing that becomes a hovercraft for him? Yeah, he, he, like he's the Great Gazoo or something. <laughs> <laughs> now you listen up, dum-dums. Yes. Uh, but pretty quickly they end up smacking him into the pool and then just refreeze it. So now he's just encased in this ice. Hmm. And so it is time to head over to the, the Best Left Forgotten uh, room of the Hall of Inspiration, which has a freezer, which Doc Green mostly uses to uh, keep his ice cream away from Frankie. Yeah. Aw. I'd almost swear we've seen something break out of there before, but it's probably just things that have broken out of other parts of the containment. And we've definitely seen them break out of the Best Left Forgotten. I don't think we've ever seen them break... I think this is the first time we've seen the freezer of evil. Yes. Maybe that's where they should have put uh, the unfrozen uh, caveman. Ooh, no, but, but no, he has his own island. He's, he's happy now. Yeah, I suppose. He has a happy life. Hmm. But hey, as we as we close the door, and it turns out the light does indeed turn off when you close the door, <laughs> uh, we can see his uh, his eyes glowing in this ice. Dun-dun-dun! <gasps> yes. Spoilers, he will indeed return. Nice. Yay! Okay, that, that's a weird way to get Morocco back, but I really enjoy it. 
Well, I guess they don't really want... I mean, they figure he's got his happy ending uh, being gay in future France. Yeah, yeah I, I do appreciate that we get him back without ruining his closure as a character and his, you know, development. Yeah. By getting back an AI copy of him in a tiny body. Yeah, it's a perfect way to reform a villain and still have the villain. Yes. Yes. Alright, so uh, yeah, an enjoyable episode, and it is setting stuff up that we are going to see uh, throughout the season. Mm-hmm. I love a well-paced so season. We're, we're, we're working on some meta plot here. I do love some meta plot. Uh, I'll, I'll, and uh, the memes were old enough that I was able to get most of them. Good, <laughs> yes. Good. That's always nice. Yes. Uh, so I, I think that should now bring us then to David's Tokusetsu Corner. Yes, this week on one, two, three, four, five, five man TV love. Oh, a television falls in love with a small boy. <laughs> sure. Is this like that? Uh, is this like that eighties movie, Electric Dreams? Does the TV speak with the voice of Bud Court? No, it's a woman's voice. Okay. Hey, okay. Oh, let's start the episode before I, I jump the gun there. Um, okay then. There's moaning and heavy breathing coming behind the curtains in the evil base of the, the Volgaier spaceship of the bad guys. And, and Garella, the demoted general, gets blown out of these billowy curtains. And, and it's like, is there a fuck dungeon in this place? What the hell? <laughs> Which is, I guess, started from last episode. They're leading somewhere. I don't know where. We're, we're in the last disc, so the last handful of episodes. We're finally getting heavy plot, kind of, in the background. Anyway, Chevy is suspicious about this, but it's like, I gotta do go do shit and beat up the Rangers. The Rangers get an email, or maybe it was a fax. It showed up on a computer screen, and, and this is like 1990, I guess there was e- Wait, was there email then? Yeah. Yeah, like primitive email. Anyway... But it's weird because it's from a mom emailing them about her son watching TV too much. What? I guess they have an open email address for local problems. I guess it, it's sure. like a, what? What's that? Uh, what's that website where people like post their local problems? Facebook. No, no, no. There's the, next door. The, oh, I can't think. Next door. That's it. My like favorite thing, thing about Facebook's algorithm is it's like, hey, you like reading local groups? Here's a local group from some random corner of Oklahoma. It's like, <laughs> great. I'm glad to know that you understand how the world works, Facebook algorithm. Sure. But no, I think you're thinking of Nextdoor. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm definitely thinking of Nextdoor. Anyway, we see the kid just watching reruns of Denji Man and like five Sentai series ago all day and, and uh, five black arrives to because they didn't want to send all the rangers to this one child who has a small problem of binge watching television <laughs> and, and the rangers like come on let's go outside and play baseball look the other kids outside and the, the boy is like I like being alone please leave same at which point I'm like wait is are the rangers wrong in this case what's going on are they trying the wrong lesson? Are they the assholes? But, but well, they don't become the assholes because a pteranodon with a TV in its belly flies over the city and creates devil TVs, which 
<laughs> like the TV starts talking to the the boy. It had arms come out of the side of it as if we're in a video drone or some nonsense, and then well, it gets an entire body of a woman in a red dress, and, <laughs> and it's effectively hitting on him but also all across town this is happening to other people binge watching tv where their tvs try to seduce them including a tv forcing a man into bed with it yeah i mean (laughs) in america this would just be like okay yeah let's keep going with this i think i think we're getting into like videodrome territory here yes and the, the tv is saying things like don't take your eyes off of me in a sultry voice and it's like wait a minute what's going on here Anyway, the boy is, after watching hours of this, the boy's like, I gotta go to the bathroom and tries to escape. But the TV chases him outside, confesses its love to him, and then uh, Five Black shows up. It's like, wait, what boy? We have to get out of here. And there's a merry chase away from it into like a wooden labyrinth or something. It's just odd. Um, Oh, the... Then the, the other rangers show up and, and the monster of the week shows back up again. Because this TV chasing a boy around isn't the actual monster of the week. It's an effect of the monster week, which is like a dactyl nightmare with a yeah. TV inside it. Sure. <laughs> it's got a TV belly, but the TV belly can like show the uh, the um, villain generals and like their attacks. Like, like Billion swings his sword and the sword comes out of the TV 3D style and attacks the rangers. Which is kind of a goofy thing, but fun. Um, so, so the, the the plot of this is basically one of the rangers trying to help a boy stop binge watching TV, but the TV is so seductive and chasing him, and and he keep, the boy keeps almost giving in. It's like, no, I just have to watch the TV, and this will all stop. But it's like he's being attacked by, and, and then the attack of the flying lizard shows up again, and. There's more monster fighting, and and the boy is saved because the local baseball team gives him a uniform, and they're, he's running around in the mass of children, so the TV that was chasing him can't find him. It's just a shitload of young boys in baseball uniforms running around until the TV gets a headache and blows up. <laughs> and then the rangers fight fight the monster of the week, and, and they, they blow it up, and then there's a big monster fight, and then it's fun. But the lesson of this episode is touch grass, boy. <laughs> Fair. Like at the end, he's Fair. outside playing baseball with the other kids. It's it, 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 the fact that well, at least the subs, because uh, I, I don't understand enough Japanese, call it binge watching. It's like wait, are they insulting Netflix like decades ahead? <laughs> what maybe? Uh, it, it's a stupid episode, but in a fun way. Yeah. I like people being chased by TVs. Yep. It sounds metatextual. Yeah. Three, that's it. All right, so that does it for us for this. Report week. over. This will be back next week with more uh, Rescue Bots. Until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we are on Mastodon, and we have a Patreon. We are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, as of this recording, we have not yet decided what exciting holiday classic uh, we will be watching for the season. 
Uh, I have occasionally spent some overnight shifts on Christmas Eve lately looking up old uh, cartoon specials on YouTube, so <laughs> maybe I'll pull something out of that hat. Uh, maybe it'll be one of Lacey Chabet, Lacey Chabet's, Chabert. yeah, I can't Chabert. talk about Chabert's. Chabert. I can't talk all of a sudden. Danny herself. It's French, so it doesn't, it, it's not pronounced how it looks. <laughs> Danny herself, uh, who was in like possibly literally a hundred different, uh, Hallmark Christmas movies. And, oh God, it's uh, ridiculous. Multiple per year. It's a lot. I, I don't think oh, it was a yeah. hundred. I think it was like. Close to 50, though? Absolutely. Like, I looked up her IMDb IMDb page and was like, holy crap. But uh, there's that as a possibility. Uh, But what has definitely been done is our Thanksgiving episode for November, uh, which was the Garfield Thanksgiving special, which was definitely a Garfield Thanksgiving special. It was one of the Garfield specials of all time. (laughs) (laughs) So you can hear us talking about that for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash Iacon Underground. All right. And of course, uh, we'll be back with more Rescue Bots next week as we find ourselves dealing with some vanishing returns. Hmm. It's, uh, it's the return of yet another Rescue Bots villain and also some invisibility. Ooh. Ooh. I remember some of this. Ah. My memory is bad. I do not. (laughs) So until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David.